0: The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bazaar. Also, hello! We're back! Hello!
1: We're here. This is such a...
0: We have bangs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful reunion. We're
1: both here. We both have bangs. I think
0: Morgan and I had breakdowns in tandem and got bangs. Not together. No. We're we're still virtually
1: speaking, but we got bangs. Yeah. Um, I cut mine myself, so that was I I did. Yeah, not. no, that's I did not. But I think the difference being that yours are like an actual bang and mine are like that like fun yes. like TikTok trend of the curtain bang the like 70s go. We're fine. <laughs> so we're good.
0: We're, yes. we're great. Uh Morgan and I we took a small hiatus
1: due to mental health. And we're we're back. Uh just you know, sometimes, sometimes you get almost a year into a locked down pandemic, and you, uh, you have a bit of a breakdown. You know, and <laughs> and yeah, and that's kind of when it hits. Is yeah, yeah. You go into the new year thinking it's gonna be this is gonna be the one, and then realize very quickly that maybe it's not. <laughs>
0: mhm, mhm. But you know, I know you're all wondering, like, where are those two very mentally unstable white women? And you know what? Here we are. Here we are.
1: Don't worry about it. We're here. I know
0: you missed us, but it's okay now. Yes. We want to be your favorite mentally unstable white women. That's our goal for 2021. We know there are so many other serious contenders, but Morgan and I have something they don't. Matching bangs. And let me And tell lack you, of therapy.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, we are on a budget, so lack of bangs, the prescription to the same medication. That's true. Oh, not lack of bangs, sorry, bangs, prescription to the same medication and lack of therapy. I think that's why
0: <laughs> I think that's why we work out so well is because we are literally on the same medication.
1: You know, I once had a um a doctor ask me what antidepressant my roommate was on because uh, mm-hmm. if I went on the same, one, he thought maybe the quote unquote synergy would help us both as if we were, um, as if our depression was, uh, a period that synced as mm. you know, women do, um, and that by the moon. And that's, that's another reason why I will never have a male doctor again. But <laughs> I
0: also, let's just make this episode about male doctors. I refuse to see a male doctor, I don't want to see a male gynecologist. I don't want to see a, a male just practicing doctor. I have a hard time even seeing a male dentist. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, the first uh, I had a family, my family doctor throughout my entire life was male. Um, I have just recently within the past two weeks gotten a doctor who is female. I now have I nice. now, after two years of living in this city, I officially actually have a doctor. Which uh, for anyone who doesn't live somewhere where health care is free, mm-hmm. f- family doctors are a normal thing that people have, i.e. Yes. Like free health care that you can go to and ask questions to. But even, even though it's free, sometimes it's not good. But um, uh, when I started having uh, panic attacks in high school, my doctor told me that I should try drinking warm milk before bed. So, Oh,
0: my God. I love that strategy. Wow. So mm-hmm. you're saying this entire time I did
1: not need to be on prescription medication? Yeah. And even that was, uh, it was also bookended by him asking if I was having boy troubles. And that was the reason for me uh, feeling panicked. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think
0: 90% of my problems revolve around men. But it's just because their presence is unsettling.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, listen, if I could, if I could choose to not be attracted to men, I would. Like, don't get me wrong. I think about that all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm like, I'm having a great time being attracted to both men and women. But if I could nix the male part of that, I would. The issue being that. A skinny white boy comes along with issues and my heart goes, him, pick him. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's all of these beautiful women who I wish, (laughs) I wish I could be with, but for some reason, for some reason, even though I know I could be with either gender, my heart always goes for the skinny white boy that's not going to love me back. It's the skinny
0: white boy for you, eh? I don't think I have a type. I don't think Um, I have a type. I've had people point out to me that... Every person I've dated is v- obscenely different.
1: I Yeah, no, see the issue is that my um I don't like my record with guys specifically has been very different. It's not okay, I should take the white boy out of that. It's not necessarily a skinny white boy. It's usually just a lanky um how do I put this? A lanky Self-absorbed theater man, I think oh, is the no, better way to go no. about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that seems uh, to be the, uh, the, the kicker for me. An, an emotionally unavailable leading man type.
0: I'm not saying this to brag, but I can confidently <laughs> say to you, I've never dated a lanky theater man. And here's why. I've never found them attractive, so therefore, oh, I'm not saying I've dated
1: any of them. I'm saying right. they dragged me through the dirt.
0: That's true. <laughs> Can one actually date a man who's in theater? Mm-mm. The answer is no, that is impossible
1: no to no. date a man who is in theater that that doesn't happen. no, it doesn't um it's impossible so, so Alicia, what are some life updates other than the uh the mental breakdowns that we both had and the bangs that we both got. Well, let's see. Um,
0: I, my, my mother broke a bone. I, yeah. Her, she broke, her she, own, I hope. Yes.
1: Okay. So I mean, not, 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 I hope, but I mean, the way you phrase that, it sounded like she might've broken oh. someone else's bone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Her and my dad just had a WWE smack down in the
1: living room. No. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> it's, that is pretty much it. I mean, the, my life has been in such a standstill with COVID that I'm like, I don't even know what's new with me anymore. When people ask, I'm like, I've truly just been sitting in the same sweatpants. I mean, like same kind of sweatpants, not literally the same pair for days on end. I do shower. I'm yeah. still doing that. Um, I have been binge watching so many crime things because that's
1: just my identity right now. Have you um, watched the ha- new Cecil Hell Hell Cecil Hell Cecil Hotel <laughs> documentary? Also it is hell. hell. I yeah. yes,
0: I did watch it. I had a very romantic Valentine's Day, I will say, oh. with my partner, which was which was very nice. We spent it um, having a picnic, eating chicken nuggets,
1: and oh binge watching. God.
0: The Cecil Hotel documentary, and let me tell you, it was one of the most romantic evenings I think I've had, <laughs> like, ever. Um, wow. It was great. It was great. Washed down with a shared Coke Zero, and I've never been happier. So, that's that's my life right now. Morgan,
1: what's your update? Um, Let's see. I... Bleached my hair, dyed it like orange, then three weeks later decided that I didn't want it there anymore, dyed it back <laughs> to my uh, my usual dark red, cut myself bangs, applied to go back to school, got wow. into school, and then uh, I'm moving next week. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're excited. We're excited for the move. All move. that while having severe bouts of just not being okay. But yes, yes. Um, on the plus side, your girl is going back to school. Don't know why. But I'm restless. You don't <laughs> have to know why. You don't have to <laughs> know why. Um, It's like every every time I'm given reprieve from academics, I'm like, but what if I went back? <laughs> Literally, I,
0: as someone who's been consumed
1: in academics. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, not what I applied for, but I found out that uh, a college in our area uh, gives a forensic identification diploma. Like you don't need a science degree or anything. It's just forensic identification where you learn how to ID crime scenes.
0: Okay. I was wondering what that meant. Forensic identification. I was like,
1: do yeah. you, are you, the it's person like identifying, yeah, it's identifying crime scenes. So you like do like the, it's like the blood splatter analysts and like you like check out the crime scene and like look at all of the evidence and you like all of that stuff, which so is wait, cool. I'll take this out of the episode if you aren't comfortable, but what are you going back to school for? Um, I'm going back to school for, uh, mental health and addictions counseling. Oh my
0: God.
1: So one day you'll be able to help me. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to become a psychologist, but (laughs) I think I need like a full scale team of psychologists at this point. I think um, 2020
0: and 2021 have fucked me up so bad that I'm like, hey, can we get like the like like the Avengers but for mental health up in here? Like I oh think we God, need several please. several please. experts.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's that's the mood.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: so I am so proud of you. Going back to school is such an exciting and also terrifying thing. So I completely I'm Duh. here for you.
1: Yeah. And for those of you listening, don't worry, I'm not giving up on theater. I'm just pivoting while it doesn't exist. (laughs) That is actually very (laughs) important to pivot. And you know what? People can have, like,
0: so many different interests. I mean, like, I have a ridiculous amount of interests. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad.
1: And it's also nice to maybe have an actual like solid nine to five career to fall back on as opposed to something that you know can be wiped out with a pandemic (laughs) I I've been thinking like being in um so for those who don't know me on like a
0: very personal level I'm in a department that is literally about performance and to like not have performances going on right now is it's like a really fucking weird thing to study um so in the middle of this it's It's just like, what am I looking at? So I've had to pivot my research to a possibility where performance as in stereotypical theater is not as central to my life. And that has been a very strange, strange thing. It's been very weird. Yeah, no, Uh, it's
1: definitely. Yeah, anyways. It's definitely been funky. And anytime someone, anytime I meet someone new or like talk to someone as a, as you do sitting alone at home in a pandemic on dating apps, you know. Um, they always ask what I want to, what I do, and I always have to explain. Well, technically, I'm in theater, but that yep. doesn't exist right now. So, yep. you know, <laughs> it's, it
0: always turns into like the biggest explanation of like I'm in theater. Theater doesn't exist right now, but imagine theater. Yeah, <laughs> remember exactly. what that was like. I I do that, but I also now do this. It's yeah, that's exactly the typical. Like theater conversation is I do
1: this, but I also do this. Um. The uh it's the uh that TikTok, you know, the um I'm a struggling actor, but when people ask what I do, I say I'm an accountant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make Absolutely. it easier. Absolutely. That, that that's
0: what it is. That's what yeah, it is. Exactly. All um, right. So what do you have for us today?
1: Oh boy howdy. All right, <laughs> Alicia. Boy howdy? What? Oh boy howdy. Um I, I have really... um first of all. We're going to start this out in a very uh, classic Morgan way. I have oh. a question
0: for you, Alicia.
1: Whenever you ask me
0: these questions, I get so scared. I feel yes. like you're going to ask me, like, you're going to, like, drop some truth bomb that, like, my dad isn't my real dad or, like, something. Oh I don't know. Like, maybe. God, I wish.
1: <laughs> so does my dad. My dad probably also wishes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I... Uh, as much as I would love to be a sleuth in family matters, I oh um, God. <laughs> won't go there. Um, no, I have a very simple question for you, Alicia. Okay. What's your favorite scary movie? Ah. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> what's my favorite scary movie you ask? Um, do you mean this literally
1: or do you mean it in reference to the film in the 90s? Um, I mean, I mean it in reference to the film in the 90s, but if you have an answer for it off the top of your head, you can go ahead. Ironically, (laughs) it is Scream. Ironically, it is Scream. You know what? That's very fair. That's a lot of people's.
0: I think it's the nostalgia. And also, I'm just going to come out with this, like, very powerful statement so people can come for me about this. Skeet Ulrich is very hot. He's still hot. Oh,
1: I don't think anyone would come Thank you. for you for that. It, That's very accurate. He, Skeet Ulrich is, he is fine being as fuck. Hot. He is so. Hot. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and even in Riverdale, like, are you? Oh kidding my me? god, yeah. No, especially
0: as Jughead's dad. I only watched season that. one of Riverdale, but holy shit, that scene in Scream where he licks the blood off of I, his hand, Morgan. I can't talk like. about this. Okay, we j- we I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't talk about it. Oh man. Um no yeah, I Scream is a really good series, so I don't I don't fault you in liking. I don't that. Um, I don't like
0: is it the second or the third one I don't like? Which is the one where it's like the movie set?
1: Uh third one, I think. I just
0: kind of ignore that one.
1: The second one is college. Yes. I think the third one is Hollywood. I
0: pretend that the third one didn't happen. That's fair. I don't mind it. I just don't think it's as good as the other films in the series.
1: That's fair. Have you seen 4 and 5 though? There's <laughs> a they're fifth still going. There's a fifth, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a fifth. I've seen the four. I don't know if it's with the original cast. I think it might be a I don't know.
0: I've also seen the TV show.
1: Oh, I haven't seen
0: the There's two seasons of it. It's it's a different it's it's like the same like it's ghost face esque person. Yeah. But it's like a different storyline. It has nothing to do with the original characters. Wait, I wanna look this up. Scream five? I think it's a thing. I might be wrong. Oh no, but it is coming out in twenty twenty two. Oh hell yeah.
1: Scream uh, well, five. Well, isn't out or... yet.
0: I don't know. Hold on. No, no. Oh, Neve Campbell is playing Sydney. (gasps) Neve Campbell is on. Um, Dylan Minnette, the guy who's like Thirteen Reasons Why. um, Oh, interesting. She signed on for it. Let's see. Is it like Sydney is a mob maybe? Because there's a girl who plays who whose name is Jenna Ortega, who looks like she could play sydney's daughter like if oh shit i almost oh, bumped
1: damn. my microphone but wait does that mean wait hold on does that mean um uh oh god why am i forgetting his name pa- does that mean patrick dempsey's coming back do, do, do him and sydney get married <laughs> remember when patrick dempsey was in the screen movies he was the hot detective man that she ends up like kind of dating at the end of the the uh do they date in the fourth third one in the third one but we don't see
0: him in the fourth one Oh, yeah. So we have no idea what happened to him. Where's Patrick Dempsey? (laughs) (laughs) Courtney (laughs) Cox is signed up for it. And same with David
1: Arquette. Let me tell you, Courtney Cox isn't looking so good. Sis, are you okay? Also, also, her and David Arquette aren't together anymore. Interesting. Does that mean They weren't
0: together for the fourth one either, though.
1: Oh, they weren't. Okay. Because that one came out Um, in like 2012, 2010. You're right. Yeah. I keep forgetting that there was a big gap. Okay. Um, that's fair. God, I do love Dewey though. Oh my God. Such yes. It has a list. So. It has a list of who people are. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> this is exciting.
1: Not at all. Leaning into what my story is. Well, it is like very much, but not in a good way.
0: Anyways. Sorry. that everyone should be excited. No, Scream okay. 5 coming out 2022.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. We have something to look oh. forward to everybody. Oh, my God. I <laughs> it's just they're just such good horror movies in the sense of like they they describe themselves like they're the classic we're a trope of our own movie. And you know what? Um, Drew Barrymore. First film really stole the really stole the scene being on the cover and everyone relating her to that movie, even though she's in it for two. But seconds. you know
0: what? Out of people who I feel like would do well in a horror movie, I am not one. I feel like I would be yeah. the Drew Barrymore of the mm-hmm. <laughs> <his> Scream situation. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably die first and then be the catalyst for the entire drama. That's I, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. This is just who I am.
1: <laughs> Anyways. And I, talk to me. And I love that for you. All right. Um, so on the tail end of being obsessed with the Scream movies, um, I have a story today about... Um, something that hits a little bit close to home with Scream in general um, and is uh, actually well-known as the Scream murder. Um what? Something that I had never heard of before, which I don't understand how I hadn't heard of I've this, but I found out about this. it. Oh, boy. I found out about it through a Facebook video. It, like, popped up on my feed a week or so ago and I was like oh my god I need to do this so um getting into it this is um what people call the scream murder or the murder of Cassie Jo stuttered so um the night of September 22nd 2006 started out relatively normal for Cassie um she was a 16 year old high school student who went to the high school of Pocatello in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, what a place. Um, what a place, Idaho. Um, Cassie was house sitting for her aunt and uncle, Allison and Frank Contreras uh, in their whispering cliffs uh, drive house in Northeast Bannock County, um, which I assume is in or around Idaho. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, So the Contreras family were out of town and had asked Cassie to come take care of their three cats and two dogs. As one does. As one does. um, The thought of having that many animals in one place. Also, like, that poor one dog. Like, that dog will
0: probably get bullied by those three cats.
1: Yeah. No, there's two dogs. Three cats, two dogs. Why did I only hear three cats, one dog? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I just, I completely
0: just was like, fuck off to the, the second dog. The second dog was irrelevant f- to me. F- fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, on the night of September 22nd, Cassie invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, over uh, to the house that she was house sitting. Uh, he arrived around six. They were later then joined by friends and classmates, Brian Draper and Tori Adamick who had come over to the house to hang out. Uh, Cassie gave the friends uh, a tour of the house and the four teens then went into the living room to watch Kill Bill, Volume 2. Good film. Um, good film. Uh, but half, like about halfway through the film, uh, Brian and Tori decided that they wanted to leave um, before the film ended, explaining that they wanted to go to the theater to catch a movie instead. So, um, that's kinda, they uh, that's kind of, I left. just judge for a second. That's kind of weird off that. Yeah. yeah. And also, they didn't ask Cassie or Matt if they wanted to join. Wait. Like, they were like, that's fucking rude. Wait, so how old yeah. are these people again? 16. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah,
0: they're like, 16 year olds we wanna are catch dicks. It. 16 year olds dicks. suck. Okay. I sucked as a 16 year old. Everyone sucks when they're 16.
1: Yep. Um so they leave um so Cassie and Matt are just alone in the house again. Um now at this point it's around 9 or 10 p.m. and out of nowhere the power just shuts off in the house. Uh this leaves Cassie and Matt in complete darkness and both are obviously confused and a little bit spooked out. Um the lights start to flicker back on, but um so they think nothing of it. They think oh it was just a weird power outage whatever. Um, but one of the dogs in the house seems to become really restless after this. Uh, it keeps pacing the living room and growling and barking. Um, and it seems really focused on the door leading to the basement where Cassie and Matt had thought they actually heard sounds when the lights went out, but they had ignore, ignored it. I don't like, like this honestly- at all, Morgan. I don't like this. I would not do well. <laughs> I would leave. I- oh, well, like they did what I would do though. Lights go out, you hear a sound, you don't move or you run. Like you don't go like check I'd out the sound. I'd be picking up whatever <laughs>
0: animals were closest and
1: leaving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As soon as an animal starts growling at a door, I'm gone. I'm gone. Like, are you kidding? Peace, peace and love. Um, well, I'm out. <laughs> So, uh, after this, it was clear that Cassie was a bit uneasy about staying in the house alone. So Matt opted to call his mom and ask permission to stay the night, uh, to keep Cassie company. However, his mom wasn't about to let his 16 year old or her 16 year old son stay with his girlfriend alone overnight. Clearly. Um, which is fair. But like, Uh,
0: I want to know if he like told his mom, because like, I feel like in that situation, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to come over as an adult.
1: Well, so this is so um, he did tell her that Cassie felt uneasy. So she offered to let Cassie come home with them Mm -hmm. and stay the night at their house, not wanting to leave her alone if she felt unsafe. But Cassie pushed aside her weird feelings and explained that she'd promised a house sit. She wanted to keep that and she had to be up really early to let the dogs out and feed them. So there was no point in leaving anyway. So no, um, no, Cassie. Matt's mom comes. I know. <laughs> you immediately know. You're like, no, ma'am. <laughs> um. So, uh, with that, uh, Matt's mom comes to pick him up. Um, and his mom and him leave the Whispering Cliffs house, and it would be the last time that either of them would see Cassie alive. So as Matt was leaving, he gets a call from Brian Draper, one of the classmates and friends from earlier that were over and ditched, (laughs) um, asking him where he was. And Matt explained that he was leaving Cassie's house. Um, Matt found it a little bit weird that Brian was for some reason whispering while he was on the phone. But then he was like, "Oh, they're in a movie, so it makes sense." But also, like, who takes their phone out in the middle? Like, go outside to take a call. Get the fuck up. Get out of your seat. (laughs) As an avid moviegoer and someone who does not handle talking in theater as well, I'd be like, can you fucking leave? I'm the person
0: <laughs> in the movie theater that will fully like turn around and like stare at the person who's on the phone. Like I oh, will yeah.
1: turn around and look at you and stare into your soul. I've done it before. As someone who um, worked at a movie theater, I always joked that, like, I'd keep my badge and my <laughs> my hat in my bag so I could, like, put the hat on and turn around and be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I never did it. But can you imagine? I love that so much. It's like an undercover cop situation, except it's just me being an asshole. No, I,
0: I love um, I support it fully. I support it fully. Thank you.
1: Um, the only abusive power that I will allow myself to have um, working in a movie theater. (laughs) So so yeah, Matt leaves. um, And around 11 p.m., now completely alone in the house, Cassie is startled by the sound of a door banging shut upstairs somewhere. And then once again, the lights flicker on and off and then just completely shut off. Um, scared and unsure of what she should do. Cassie stayed on the couch. She didn't move. Um, She apparently calls out to ask if anyone was there, specifically asking who's there. I'll kick your ass, which love that. (laughs) I appreciate that, but you're 16. You're not kicking anyone's ass. Yeah, exactly. Um, The lights of the house stayed off and Cassie was never seen alive again. So, matt uh the next morning matt called cassie uh at or not sorry the next morning matt called cassie about twelve fifteen a.m that night um but she didn't answer her phone he thought nothing of it she's probably asleep uh the next morning uh saturday september 23rd matt called cassie approximately 15 times um anna stoddart Cassie's mom had also reached out to her multiple times throughout Saturday, calling and texting her, but Cassie never answered. Matt had then spent Saturday evening, um, at, uh, at Brian's house. The guy that was, uh, there the night before, mm-hmm. uh, with his family concerned about Cassie since she was not answering her phone. He asked Brian to drive him, uh, to, words. <laughs> he asked Brian to drive him to yes. the house she was staying in. Yes, yes. Um he asked Brian to st- oh my goodness. <laughs> you got this. You can do just it. Just going to start that over. Um so uh concerned about Cassie since she was not answering her phone, he asked Brian mm-hmm. to drive him to the house that she was staying in. Uh but Brian told him that he didn't have enough gas to get there and back, so Matt just spent the night uh at his family's house. And then on Sunday morning, September 24th, 2006, Cassie's family had been worried about her. Her mom keeps attempting to contact her. And at about 1.15 p.m., the Contreras family, uh, Cassie's aunt and uncle, arrived back at home from their trip to Wyoming, which is fun. Fun little tidbit. They went to Wyoming, I guess. Um, Allison Contreras, who was uh, her aunt, told investigators that the doors were all open and off the hook uh, and there were, there was broken glass and stuff at the foot of the stairs. Uh, Her husband, Frank went upstairs and came back downstairs screaming, call nine one one. Somebody is dead on our floor. Uh, Allison ran upstairs as she called nine one one and court documents say that she saw Cassie's body on the floor of the living room in front of the TV So there was blood behind her head and left leg. Her pinky finger was almost completely cut off. Don't know why. Uh, The 911 dispatcher instructed Allison to start CPR, but she um, stated that the CPR wasn't working. Uh, The dispatcher then instructed to touch the body, and uh, she then definitively determined that Cassie was already dead. Um, Allison went outside to tell the rest of her family to wait outside, which is when she saw Anna um, and Cassie's stepdad, Victor Price, pulling up to the house. Frank met them outside and told them that Cassie had been murdered. So the initial investigation led detectives straight to um, none other than Brian Adamick and uh, Tori Draper, the two classmates and friends that had been there the night before, uh, being one of the last two people to have seen her alive. Detectives went to Brian's house on September 24th, 2006, to interview him regarding the murder of Cassie. During this interview, his father, Sean uh, Adamick, was present. Um, Adamick told investigators that he and Draper went to hang out at Cassie's... Sorry went to hang out with Cassie and Matt. And after hanging out for a bit, they realized that, that there would not be a party like they had expected. So they left. Um, he stated they went to see a movie, but could not recall any of the details from the movie. Um, and he stated that he then slept over at Tori's house um. and detectives. <laughs> um, and, Oh my God. Hades ran across my computer and just completely <laughs> shifted me all the way back up to the top. Hold, please! I, I uh, if you if you go to see a movie, you can't.
0: Uh, maybe maybe pick a movie. I'm just saying, like, I'm not telling people how to get away with a heinous crime, but I'm saying maybe pick a movie that mm. you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like know that makes when sense.
0: lying about seeing a movie, so that when you're mm-hmm. asked about the plot line of said movie, you can recall said movie and not just like I don't actually know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fuckin', fucking fucking um, 16 year olds So truly, um, so Adamic. Stated that they went to go see a movie, couldn't recall the details, uh, and then slept over at Draper's house. Detectives then went to interview Draper at his house um, on September 25th, 2006. And they stated that they were there to investigate Cassie's murder and the events surrounding it. Documents revealed that Draper started crying before telling the police that they had visited Cassie and Matt, but had left once he... Um, and Adamic realized that there wouldn't be a party, just like the others said. Um, and he then stated that they had gone to see a movie, Pulse. When asked by the detectives and his mother, Draper couldn't describe what had happened throughout the movie. The interview was concluded and Draper wrote a statement about what he and uh, Adamick did that night of Cassie's murder. Uh, there was then a second interview done on Draper Again, um, on the 26th, this time it was uh, at the Poticello or Pocatello <laughs> Police Department. Uh, his parents were not in the room. They accompanied him to the police department, but weren't allowed in. Um, and he was also read his Miranda rights. During this interview, he told detectives uh, up to arriving to the c- Contreras residence, Matt had accompanied the boys um, and what <laughs> he told he told detectives... Oh, I just wrote that wrong. <laughs> he told detectives that when he arrived to the Contreras residence, Matt had accompanied the boys and looked through each window of the house. It doesn't explain why. Like, I don't... But whatever. Yeah, I, I was confused about that, too. But okay. Yeah. Um... And that uh, he maintained that he, uh, they both had seen the movie Pulse, but still couldn't describe anything that happened in the movie. You'd think that like at this point, like it, it's been a day since they were like, oh, we saw a movie, but can't remember anything about it. Google Look it! Look up a synopsis! Google yeah. it! Yeah! Oh my god! Um, so the detectives told him that they did not believe they went to the movies. And Draper then told detectives that he was not at the movies, but was stealing from cars with... Um, uh, uh, hello. <laughs> wow. I you're really,
0: your brain's given up this first episode I, back. Your brain's like, what is oh it? Oh my like?
1: God. I just forgot how to pronounce this guy's last name is the issue. I was like, yes. Um, how was I saying it? Adamic? I think Adamic. you were saying Adamic. Adorant. Adorant. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to go by their first names at this point. Just, it's just do the first. Brian name. and Tori. Bri- fucking Brian and Brian and Tori. And Tori. Brian. Yeah, so uh, Brian told the detectives that he wasn't at the movies, but he was stealing cars with Tori. Or stealing from cars with Tori, I should say. Not stealing cars, multiple. Okay,
0: so Um, why didn't you just say that in the first place, especially when there's a murder investigation? That's obviously
1: less serious. I mean, yeah, but I could understand why if you're a teenager being... uh, An idiot. Yeah, you're a teenager being questioned by the police. Like, you don't want to say you murdered, like you were... You don't want to say you were stealing a car like it's not as bad as murder, but also like it's not good. At that point, (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I I would just mess up to everything. Like if I was being
0: interrogated for a murder investigation, I would end up just Mm -hmm. telling the police officers everything. I'd be like, you know what? In like sixth grade, I like did this one thing that was like I would confess to everything that happened in my life because I'd be so panicked. I'd be like, you know Mm -hmm. what? I didn't kill anybody, but just so you know, I did fake an orgasm five years ago. Like that's he'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, ma'am, just to let you know. That's ma'am, that's not relevant don't... information for, for us to know.
1: Ma'am, we weren't okay, thank you. That's too much. Thank you though. Um, um uh, back back to the investigation. Thank you for your honesty. Um, uh, but also mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't even live in the same city that this murder was taking place in. We were just asking if you knew this person, we, but uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> we didn't actually even call you here for this. This is about a parking ticket. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you for being vigilant. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so will you pay the fine or? <laughs> Police officers just make me so nervous. I get so uncomfortable oh around God. them. I, I feel so yeah. nervous around
0: them. So I just, I, I clam up.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, give me a second. My cats are fighting cold. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Good for them. Brawl. Fight. Be free. Fight. 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 Hey, who won the fight?
1: Um, neither. I did. <laughs> Typical mom answer. I won the fight. <laughs> I won the fight. Um, all right. So <laughs> back to stealing cars, back to stealing cars, uh,
0: back to alibis that make no sense whatsoever.
1: Yeah. So, um, Tori denied, or sorry, Brian denied that, uh, he went back to the house where Cassie was staying um, and had no involvement in her death. He left with his parents when the interview concluded, and that was that for the time being. Um, but uh, in the same day, Draper's or uh, Brian's parents gave detectives permission to search his bedroom, um, and in this search, they found a knife sheath under his bed. Um, Here I wrote bead instead of bed Love that (laughs) (laughs) Under his bead Um, So they found a knife sheath Under his bed And Brian stated that it had Belonged to a friend And he also stated that he did not know where the knife was Because he believed the same friend had it It's not mine, I'm holding it for a friend Um, Brian Brian, this is falling apart This Story is falling apart, Brian (laughs) Oh, just you wait. Um, So we're now at the third interview that uh, detectives bring Brian Draper in for. Um, This interview is on Wednesday, September 27th. They read him as Miranda writes again, and Draper agrees to speak without a lawyer being present. Dumb, but whatever. Okay. Um, The interview is... Uh, Wasn't available to be viewed So there's no like There's not a lot of like Actual information on Mm -hmm. it But official documents Summarize that uh, Brian uh, Revealed in this interview uh, That um, He was there For Cassie's murder Basically So He admitted that they um, Had No wait Where did it go? God, my brain really isn't working today. So sorry. Sorry, something?
0: Sounded like someone was like just outside my door for a second and I got really creeped out because no. we're talking about this and I was very scared.
1: I hate that. Um, uh. Oh, God. Where were you? Um, we're falling so apart. We used to be so good at this. We, what happened? No, I'm just kidding. We used to be so good. God, you take a break and this you is You take happened. a break, you come um, back. So, Brian... In, her, in this interview, although there's no uh, video records available for the interview, um, official documents summarize that Brian Draper reveals in this interview that him and Tori uh, Adirinik, that was even worse than the last <laughs> time, uh, did in fact kill Cassie. Um,
0: he, I'm a little uh, bothered that there are no records of this when they're underage, but I, I don't think they didn't do it. I'm just a little bothered that the cops were like, fuck it.
1: Oh, oh, there are records. Wait, just wait. Okay. Um, So, um, he explains that, um, he thought that they were pulling a joke, but once he saw, uh, so in the interview, Brian states that Tori walked in front of him towards Cassie and stabbed her. Uh, he thought that they were pulling a joke, but once he saw that, Um, once he saw her actual wounds, he no longer believed that it was a joke. Brian then stated that he stood watching and wondered what Tori was doing because it was supposed to be a joke. Uh, He stated that Tori had done all the stabbing with his knife, which was serrated. Um, Don't know why that's specified. Um, And Brian stated that he did not stab or touch Cassie. He carried a non-serrated, very curved knife the night of the murder, Um, And then Brian told detectives that they had tried to dispose of the evidence and agreed to show the detectives where the, where they had buried it. So he takes um, them to this like ravine hole that they buried a bunch of the evidence in, which included the knife, the knife uh, used in Cassie's murder, along with their clothing that had had her blood stain on it, um, as well as a couple of other items. Um, Brian was then arrested after showing the detectives uh, the murder weapons and other evidence. He was then interviewed again and tried to maintain that he did not stab or harm uh, Cassie documents that he changed. uh, hmm? Uh, The documents state that he changed his story. Once the detective asked him whether he stabbed Cassie in order to keep Tori from turning on him. So, um, After asked this, Brian nodded yes and stated that he stabbed Cassie four times, though he did not want to. He admitted to stabbing Cassie in the leg and chest area, um, and Brian told detectives that Tori kept telling him, you need to stab her, you need to stab her. He explained that he did not think that he could do it, but stabbed her in the leg, um, and Tori told him it's not going to work, she has to die. The interview then ended after Brian asked if he could see his parents. (laughs) That
0: is so messed up. Oh, it gets worse. No, 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 Um, no, no, no. I'm okay.
1: I'm okay. No, no, that's okay. So on September 27th, uh, detectives brought in Tori um, to be interviewed for a second time. And like Brian, this interview also took place at the police department. The detectives had the evidence that Brian led them to earlier And at the beginning of the interview, Tori maintained that he had nothing to do with the murder and insisted that he and Draper were going through cars. But the detectives disclosed that they had in fact had the evidence and knew what had transpired. Uh, During the interview, Tori's father asked if the detectives, what the detectives were saying were true. And he said, yes. Um, And the interview ends with detectives taking Tori's shoes, which he stated he was wearing the night of the murder. Um, He was then arrested after his second interview and requested to speak to a lawyer. Uh, The detectives gave him and his father a few moments to speak in private. And upon reentering the room, they informed Tori that he was being placed under arrest for the murder of Cassie Stodick. Uh, So both uh, Tori Adamick and Brian Draper were charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Um, at the trial, the prosecution revealed that Draper had said he, ins- he was inspired by Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who committed the Columbine High School Massacre. And later, uh, Tori was said to have been inspired by the Scream horror film franchise. Which, for those of you who don't know, I know we talked about it at the beginning of this, Scream is literally a movie about two guys... This is kind of going to spoil Spoiler, it. Spoiler, this is the plot of Scream. The plot of the plot of a movie that came out in the 90s is a movie about two guys obsessed with horror movies to the point of actually committing murders. So these two guys were inspired by a movie about guys inspired by a movie to commit murder. I'm
0: so <laughs> mad. I'm so mad. Like just, just nuts.
1: Like you know what this um, is too, so and it
0: furthers the argument that it's like movies make people violent and blah blah blah. And it's like no, like well, this is why we can't have nice things. Like why can't you?
1: Fuck ah, ah. It's it's not just it's not just movies make people violent. It's like so much. It's it it has to do with like treatment of mental health and like how like, and just, just people in general. And oh god. Um. But anyway. Holy so on crap. April seven, yeah, on April seventeenth, two thousand seven, Draper uh, Brian Draper was found guilty, um, and uh, and then on uh, August twenty first, two thousand seven, um, Tori was also found guilty of first degree murder, and each received a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. And 30 years to life for being convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Um, yeah, this was
0: heavily preplanned. This was, I, I don't, oh, I don't think that Brian was surprised
1: by this. I think Brian just oh, yeah. was scared. Um, so Tori and Brian are both serving their time in Idaho State Correctional Institution. Um, during, so this is where it gets like even more despicable. Uh, During the trials, the prosecutors brought videos that the boys had filmed premeditating their murder of Cassie Stoddart in a shocking and disgusting tape that can be found online. You can watch this online, which is just. uh, um, They have. uh, I watched a bit of it and literally could not finish. So I just looked at the transcripts (laughs) because no, thank you. Um, But some of the lines from these videos include um Draper saying we're going to go for a high death count Tory responding plus we're not going not we're we're not going not to get caught Brian if we're going for the guns we're just going to end it we're just going to grab the guns and get out there and kill everybody and leave Brian responds we're going to make history Tori says, for all you FBI agents watching this, you weren't quick enough, and then laughs. Uh, and then Brian says, you weren't quick enough and you weren't smart enough. We're, go- we're going over to, um, and then they say they don't release this person's name, but they say a name that's not Cassie's, so they just put Jane Doe in here. But we're going over to Jane Doe's house, we're going to snoop around over there and try and see if she's home alone or not. And if she's home alone, splat, she's dead. So that in that video specifically, it indicates that Cassie wasn't their first victim. What? Um, Well, not, not their first story, not wh- who they wanted their first victim to be. It seemed like they had someone else in mind, but they went over to her house and she wasn't home. Oh my God. Thank God. Whoever that person is, obviously yeah. her, her identity is protected because yeah, she's I assume still alive, but oh my yeah. god! So yeah, um, so they go over to her house. The videos indicate that they're um they went over to her house, realized that she wasn't home, um, and then uh, more transcripts from the videos indicate uh, Brian saying, "We found our victim, and sad as it may be, she's our friend. But you know what? We have we all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie Stoddart And her friends. Um, And then uh, he says, we'll let you... uh, We'll find out if she has friends over. If she's going to be alone in a big dark house. Out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I mean, holy shit, dude. So these are... Like, they filmed these videos in a car.
0: That's disgusting. Um, That... Oh, my... That is
1: so... Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I, I, I... Teenagers usually make me uncomfortable just because they're like super honest and blunt and they know how to hurt people. Um, but these guys are like next level psychopaths. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, there's So there are multiple of these videos that were shown in court. Some where they're in a car um, indicating uh, like these things, like I just said. And then some even when they're at a school in broad daylight planning the murders, uh, some of which literally they have moments where they stop Because they think teachers are looking at them suspiciously. So this was literally happening in a school under teachers' noses being filmed. Um, So uh, we're going to travel back for a moment and explain exactly how this happened. So um, when back on the night of September 22nd, um, Cassie had given the boys a tour of the house, like I said in the beginning, and showed them the basement. And while they were in the basement, Brian had went and unlocked the door in the basement so that he and Tori could get back into the house later that night. Um, Brian and Tori never went to the movies like they told Cassie and Matt. They went back to their vehicles and put on dark clothing, gloves, and white masks. They turned to the house and made loud noises so they could scare Matt and Cassie in the basement. Um, when they found the circuit breaker, they turned the power off and tried to make as much noise as they could down in the basement so Cassie and Matt would come downstairs. Um, But because they didn't, they turned some of the lights back on. Um, Brian and Tori then heard Matt leave and they once again turned all of the power off. They ended up upstairs where they open and shut a closet door to try and once again get Cassie's attention. Brian had a dagger and Tori had a hunting style knife, which was the serrated knife. Um, they opened and slammed the closet door and then they made their way downstairs and brutally attacked Cassie and stabbed her 30 times, 12 of which were fatal.
0: That is the which is most terrifying, terrifying thing I've ever heard.
1: Right? Like, it's just these teenagers that you think you know. Like, they're your friends and your classmates. That. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills. This is
0: also why I'm never moving out into the middle of nowhere. Can I just say that? Like, as a woman, yeah. there's nothing more terrible, like, terrifying about being alone in a house in the middle of nowhere. And, like, somebody knows you're alone.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so there tragic. was also. Vi- yeah. There's also video footage of uh, them. Filming themselves after they murdered Cassie. Um, And the transcript reads as Brian saying, we just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. Uh, Tori says, I'm shaking. Brian says, I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body. It just disappeared, dude. I just killed Cassie. Um, And then he says that it feels like it wasn't even real. I mean, I mean, it went by so fast. Uh, And then Uh, Tori says, "Shut the fuck up, dude. We got to get our act straight." And then Brian said, "It's okay. Okay, we just have to buy movie tickets now." I don't know why these guys like they were. They had like monsters, just
0: monsters, like monsters and not only that, but like
1: stupid, stupid dumb (laughs) monsters. You're gonna have the wherewithal to premeditate a murder, but you're gonna film it. Like, that's you
0: know what that just, is. That is like pure like arrogance that they thought that a they they were smart enough to get away with this, and and b that like that no one would come across the videos, like after yeah. they'd gotten away with it. Do you know what I mean?
1: I think they wanted them to though because like if they're market or if they're marketing if they're modeling themselves after the scream movies like that was the point right they wanted That's to make true. a scary movie they love scary movies yeah. so like but um yeah that is the murder of cassie stoddard cassie joe stoddard um in 2006 and something i'd never heard about before and was so shocked about because you literally have all of these situations where you see people being like oh scary movies are ruining our children and then you have an indication of it actually happening i personally don't think they do i i am someone who loves horror movies and have never once thought about killing someone so i don't think it has anything to do with the movies themselves and has everything to do with the people watching exactly them.
0: like the, i i truly have watched so many horror movies if anything they've made me less violent why because i'm scared of everything therefore Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like a really bad I way do of saying also, that, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean. Yeah,
1: I do also. I think that like being a woman and watching scary movies is a different.
0: It is a, a different thing too. Because you're usually the victim, um, right? Like you're every time ninety percent of the time when you're a female identifying person watching a horror movie the gender that is represented as being someone who is brutalized is the female.
1: It's the final girl syndrome, baby. There, yeah. There's so many Like, you're either so many killed books. first
0: or you're driven through emotional and mental torture of surviving the whole thing.
1: Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, no, there are books... Uh, there are books uh, written about this concept. Uh, there's one book that I've really wanted to read and I think it's called... Um oh god what's it called It's like of chainsaws and women or something like that and it's like specifically about gender performance in horror movies and the final girl trope um and it just seems so interesting as someone who like genuinely does love horror movies even though they're oftentimes extremely sexist It's yep it's like just a really oh it's men women and chainsaws is what it yeah. is Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's fucked. But yeah, that, uh, I thought we'd, uh, come back with a, you know, traditional murder, (laughs) something (laughs) horrifying and something that didn't happen that long ago. Okay. I, I have a really bad concept of time. It happened nearly 20 years ago. However, I was going to say
0: Morgan, (laughs) like that happened when we were maybe like
1: three or four ma'am 2006 no oh shit no i'm we wrong. were almost 10, we were 10. <laughs> i don't know ma'am how how young do you think we are <laughs> you were just saying you have no concept of time and you know what neither do i oh, Jesus. i say oh it was almost 20 years ago and alicia for some reason thinks she's 20 <laughs> fuck it's okay we went, we went into this. We just think of the concept that we went into this pandemic in our early twenties and are at least going to be leaving it in our mid I don't want to talk How about sad it. Is that? But
0: here's the thing as well. It's like, I, I was having, so two things. One, I was having a conversation with another friend where I was like, it's okay. We're 21. And she goes, no, we're not. We're 23. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just, for some reason, deleted two years off my life. Um, also, I'd rather be going through this right now at this age than be going through this and A, be like a, a, a new parent or B, be in high school because what the fuck are teenagers dealing oh, with right now?
1: I am so happy that we graduated university yep. the year before this We happened. had a very fulfilling, like, is-
0: exciting university experience and I'm so thankful I had that because I think yeah, I'd feel I cheated if I did not have that.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine how it feels to be in high school or university or like you graduated high school and your first year of university has just been this. Yeah. Like that's no thank you. I feel bad for people that have to deal with that. I'm thankful. Like it's not fun having to go out into a workforce that doesn't exist. Yeah. I will say that at least like the people in high school and university have the backfall of being like, well, like I'm in the safe little bubble right now. when mm. we unfortunately are here. <laughs> yep. Living in the real world, but I will say that I'm glad we had a normal bubble. Yes,
0: I agree. I miss our normal bubble, but I do, yeah. But uh, well, I think this was a very zesty episode to come back with. Uh, <laughs> I am mm-hmm. a couple things uh, learned from this episode. One, it's valid to have trust issues. <laughs> Yes. two be suspicious of every 16 year old boy yes three i'm still in love with Skeet Ulrich. that's those are my three takeaways yes. for today
1: i um i really want to put together a costume um for halloween one year where it's a bunch of people dressed as different iconic 90s horror movie boys. Like I specifically want to go out as Johnny Depp and Nightmare on Elm Street in that like crop top number.
0: Ooh.
1: Um nice. yeah, I have a friend who really wants to do the Skeet All-Ridge thing with the blood and the licking of the fingers. Nice. So it's just. Nice. I just really want to get like a group together that just wants to all go out as men. Yep. So so we can go out as men from the horror what movies is, and sexualize. What them. is the dumb jock from uh
0: What's the film? What's the film? Camp Crystal Lake.
1: Oh. Mm. Uh, Friday the 13th? Thank you.
0: I'll, I'll pick one of those boys.
1: Nice. Nice. A camp counselor? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll put on like some short shorts. Flannel. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Baseball cap. A whole bit.
0: Love that. Yeah. I, I think, I think we need to con- continue to sexualize men. <laughs> <laughs> sexualize <laughs> and fictional. And that's will end Happy 2021. Everyone continue to sexualize fictional horror movie male characters. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. (laughs)